everybody. Welcome back to the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm David, and I'm joined tonight by Andrew. What's up, everybody? And Marisha. How's it going? And it's been a little while since we did one of these, so we might need a second getting back on track, getting our getting our uh, podcast conversation brains into gear. So just bear with us, please. Yeah, it is, like I said, it's been a little while. How are you guys doing? Uh, have you guys been doing anything... Um, nerdy related to talk about what have you guys been mm. watching what have you guys been interested in well, recently well we're doing ahsoka and i saw in our in the chat earlier that you're you're not caught up i'm not uh, caught, I'm otherwise i'd want to hear your how, how far are you because i would like to hear your brief thoughts on it however far into it you are i actually think i'm only i think i've seen the, the first three episodes okay you hadn't even gotten really so good yet behind. like i like yeah, the first no. three episodes but like you hadn't even hit the high points yet so i did see i know that spoilers for ahsoka i know ezra's in it because of all the jesus memes but like <laughs> yeah i don't know he's just wearing robes i think you said on twitter like you put any like sort of middle eastern looking guy in robes he's gonna look like jesus <laughs> yeah with the beard and and the and and the uh, and the hair and look like, yeah you put any it's just robes it's just robes <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, he's wearing chainmail under those robes too which is rather unJesus like <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't think I don't believe we have any records of Jesus wearing chainmail it would have no. been pretty sweet there <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm and that would have been like one of the big Catholic artifacts like. <laughs> We'd have Indiana Jones in the search for <laughs> Jesus's chainmail. I don't know what they'd have called it, but they would have um, come up with a better name for it than that. But. What, what was the shirt called in Lord of the Rings? Oh, the Mithril shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm really liking it. I like all the characters. It actually made me. I, I've never seen Rebels, so it oh, okay. did make me go back and start watching Rebels. Okay. And I think that's why I stopped like kind of watching Ahsoka because I was like, you know what? I might let Ahsoka finish and see if I could just binge Rebels uh-huh. in like a month. Ooh, so how's that going? You're enjoying that? Oh, it's fun. It's definitely fun. I don't like it as much as I like Clone Wars. Yeah, uh, it, I agree. It is, obviously. I mean, I'm only in the first season. I think I think I just finished season one of Rebels. So I'm going to tell you, Rebels gets better every season. Yeah. I feel like I Clone Wars that. did, too. I, I've yeah. heard that because, yeah, I had a problem with, like, oh, it is very obviously aimed more towards kids. Yeah, that's okay. I think and you're gonna, you're not gonna feel quite that way after once you get up to maybe like halfway through season two, your feelings on that are gonna start to change. It's um, still really good though. I am still really liking it. Yeah, uh, a lot. It's a, it's a really good show. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, you only got there's only one more episode of Ahsoka left. So next Tuesday will be the finale. So we'll you know we're doing our YouTube stuff. Uh, we started doing mm-hmm. an immediate react show for Ahsoka like 30 minutes after the episodes end, and that's been going really well. Check us out on the Science Fictionary on YouTube for that. So I'm really liking Ahsoka, but I think what I said about it was like it feels like the show should have been called Rebels Two. I mean, so- like, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not literally. It but. might. Could have been if it had been more of the Rebels cast. We haven't even seen Zeb. We did get a name drop finally. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's not the full Rebels cast, as I think the main reason they didn't do that. And Ahsoka's not mm-hmm. really a main part of the Rebels cast. Yeah. I think was the other thing there. So I, I don't mind the title, right. but yeah, I don't I don't fault the people that are like, oh, they should have called it Rebels or something. It's like that's you know, it, there's nothing wrong with that. It would have been fine. Or Sabine. But Sabine yeah. is not the more marketable character. Right. But yeah, I mean uh, Ahsoka's top tier 
Star Wars character at this mm-hmm. point. A lot of people don't right. know who Sabine Wren is. Yeah, but she's, to me, been the, the standout of the show, at least where I'm at so far. Mm-hmm. Her and uh, the villains, uh, Balon. Oh, man. Uh, Ray Stevenson is cool. incredible in that in a, this show. A, an absolute goat. He is awesome. Yeah, I'm really loving, really loving him in this show a lot. Yeah, he he's just the villains in general have been just excellent in this show. Yeah. I feel like just across the board. Well you're gonna get a you're gonna get well a whole cast. you're gonna get a lot more villains as you get further into the uh Yeah, yeah. Into the show once you get past, I guess, episode five. Nice. nice. But it's it's been very good. But other than Ahsoka, I did finish this week was the final episode of the new season of Futurama. And I'm very happy to report that I loved every single episode of it. It is, I know a lot of people aren't watching it because they didn't like a couple of the last, there's been two previous revival seasons. Mm -hmm. Well, one of those revival seasons was a movie, basically, that then got chopped up into episodes. Uh. Mm -hmm. And then... The other one was this kind of weird, off-the-wall, let's do a whole bunch of different animation styles and and, and mm. stuff with Futurama across a season. And both of them have high moments. They're not terrible, but they're not as good as the original show. Mm-hmm. This new season, you could have plugged this right in at the end of the original show and never missed a step. It, it It's exactly like the old show, but it's making fun of all the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there's an episode in there, because it's set a thousand years ahead of us, and there's an episode where they celebrate the... Uh, the 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 end of COVID the COVID nineteen pandemic. <laughs> it's like a holiday. In no, a thousand- it's like actually the end of the pandemic. Oh, oh. <laughs> in a thousand years. <laughs> That's good. That's funny. Um, yeah, I watched a few episodes of that. Uh, I knew, and I figured, and I'm sure that you got a big kick out of the Dune episode. The Dune episode is incredible. This the final episode they did a. They played with the whole idea of do we live in a simulation, mm-hmm. and if we if are, you know, do we live in a simulation? Is there this infinite stack of simulations below us? Are we on top? Is something else on top? And uh, they did that whole bit, and it, they did a really really good job with it. Yeah, that's um, fun. But it, it it's a fantastic. If you're holding back on it because of the previous revival seasons stop like this is this is original run futurama at its best that is awesome to hear yeah i really marisha did did you have you seen the dune episode no i i didn't you watch gotta it. watch the dune episode i will watch it get, i know you're not a yeah. super into futurama but you'll get a kick out of the dune episode yeah i am i am pretty keen on dune yeah, yeah. so that's been that's been i think andrew's been enjoying that after I go to sleep at nine o'clock every night. <laughs> yeah. So they did 10 episodes tonight was the, the tenth, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Other than that, I think that's about all I've really been watching that would be relevant to this show right now. There's a show Marisha and I got one episode or two episodes into and haven't had a chance to come back to. Yeah. What, what is it? Uh, the, the winter King. The winter King. Yes. Yeah. That I'm, I'm, excited about i loved the book or this the the trilogy really and so i'm excited and 
Well, tell us what it is. Cause... So it's a so Bernard Cornwall is the author who wrote The Last Kingdom and has done several. You know, he's he does historical fiction, and I think The Last Kingdom is probably the, one of his better known works. But well, yeah, because it's like Vikings, but better. Yeah, it really kind of is. So anyway, he wrote a series on King Arthur set pre-Saxon England, like as the Saxons are first starting to come in. So uh, Britain is still British, right? There are no Saxons there. It's it's the Bretons. And so it's basically all the, the drama. Um, Arthur is not actually a king. He is the illegitimate son of Uther Pendragon, and he's a warlord, basically. So all of the kind of drama going on. And it integrates a lot of kind of traditional Arthur, Arthurian tropes, but is also very... Very historical bait. You know, it's, it's, it's very historical. A lot of the things are like, okay, was it magic or was it just well, he, a trick? Cornwall was does it, a really good job of taking what we know for sure about history of the time. Yeah. And then overlaying the, going back to some of the original Arthurian text yeah. and overlaying them onto this historical time period. Yeah. He does a really good job. With, he did a really good job with that in The Last, Last Kingdom. Kingdom yeah. And I expect that he did as good of a job. Yeah. In this. And uh, I just love Ian D. Cassiter. Cassiter, yeah. Yeah. So it's the the guy that played Fitz in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is playing Arthur. Oh. He's phenomenal. He's just phenomenal. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, in fact, maybe yeah, you ain't watch some this weekend. I'm not watching tonight. it whenever we get done. <laughs> I will watch it this weekend. Um, so yeah, we've been watching that. And Foundation is is finished its second season has not yet been picked up for a season three. I don't believe, but well, nothing that wrapped recently has been officially picked up. That's true. Um, so anyway, I really enjoyed it. I'm still the only person that I really know who has watched it is Nick. So I think I'm going to try and get Nick on to talk foundation with me and Andrew refuses to watch it. So he will not be invited. To watch what? Mm-hmm. Oh, Foundation. Foundation, yeah. I'll watch it. The problem is, is that I need to watch it during the daytime. Because every time I sit down on the sofa to watch it, I go to sleep. He does. And I, I'm not saying it's necessarily <laughs> bad, but it's it's dry. But it's cold, it's cold sci-fi. It, it's just that way. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I'm done working in the evening and sitting down and watching that, I, I go sound asleep. Yeah, sound asleep every single time. And a Wheel of Time is back, too. So I've been watching Wheel of Time as well. So... You're gonna you're gonna summon hordes of angry nerds if you keep mentioning that show there. Oh, I know. People love <clears throat> to hate. And I don't know. That one sounds like they might have legitimate cause. Here's the thing though. Wheel and again with the angry nerds, Wheel of Time is no Lord of the Rings. There oh, is now they're really gonna come after you. There is room for improvement <laughs> in Wheel of Time. Uh, um, oh, you! Got, oh no! I, uh, so, are you saying? Maybe we should take this out the podcast. I don't want, are, I don't want his house to get burned down. Are you saying that the Wheel of Time is the Zack Snyder of fantasy novels? <laughs> um, that's what I heard. Yeah, that's exactly what I heard too. I mean, you know, take take it as you will. I guess. So, so I am enjoying. I am enjoying. Wheel of Time, they they do kind of play fast and loose with 
kind of the rules of how magic works in the universe. And that I think probably irks me more than I feel like, honestly, there are some story points that could bear improvement from yeah. the books, but I feel I really enjoy the universe. I feel like the wheel of time universe is very well thought out and coherent and all of those things. And they're kind of like, Things will happen. I'll be like, that's not how that works. Like, yeah. you know, like well, a big tenet like, is like you can't bring people back from the dead, right? Like it doesn't work. You can't use magic to bring people back from the dead. And so what did we do in the middle of season one was we brought somebody back from, you know, and it was yeah. like. Well, that's mm. really the hard thing, I think, probably about adapting really thought out worlds. I, I know that's. That's why Dune was for one of the reasons Dune was considered unadaptable. Yeah, uh, it's one of the reasons that Lord of the Rings was lo you know long considered unadaptable. Yeah, uh, you know you basically had the Hobbit animated movie mm -hmm. from I don't know what the seventies. Yeah, and then you had an attempt at a Lord of the Rings movie that just real bad. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if they finished it. I don't even know if they did all three. But it's. Yeah, you start, like, you take these things that these authors spent countless hours working out the details. Years, probably. And then you start, like, mm -hmm. and then you take it and go, oh, no, but let's do this. It'll look cooler on screen. Right. <laughs> and, you know, there are definitely places, and, and that's a little bit, I think, what they've got going on in Foundation, too, because there are some things that's, that's, like, that's a pretty big departure from the spirit right of the character or the laws of how the universe works mm -hmm. you know sometimes you know things like and the, the pro part of the problem is when you start you know for for foundation when you start with sci-fi as opposed to fantasy science has come a really really long way since the 40s like i mean Cloning wasn't even a concept. Well, a lot of whenever foundation aren't was even written, valid anymore. Right, like science textbooks. Or, yeah, exactly. Know. I mean, you know, by the time Star Trek was kind of came around in the '60s, people had a much better basic understanding of how the universe worked. Like we understand a lot more about it now, but in many ways, are but mostly building on. Mostly building on, but between the time that foundation was written and the time that star trek was written a lot of things you know i mean it, it's a difference between people writing about you know the little green men living on mars or on the moon and imagining you know the lush world that could be the moon and by the 60s they actually had telescopes where they could see it so mm. anyway with wheel of time it's it's not science, but there is a lot of science kind of involved in the magic. You know, the it, the, the magic is kind of scientific. And so sometimes it's just like, mm, you know, the, the rules aren't consistent. So anyway, it's I am enjoying it for what it is. And I know a lot of people are hating on it. But hey, I mean, the thing is, it's an adaptation. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people that act like, oh, they did this. They ruined this thing I love. And it's like, well, yeah. it, it, from one perspective, yes, they did. But it's right. It's the thing you love still exists. Right. Well, and one thing I think that they're going to do. So one of the really weird things about Wheel of Time is that. The, that weird thing they say about how the wheels weaving and. The wheel weaves as the wheel wills. Yeah. Something yeah. Like that. No, the weird, the weird, one of the weirder, like long running 
story threads is the three love interests of simultaneous love interests of the main character. And so all the reasons why his bizarre relationship with three different women at the same time is just only for him, not for like other people, but it's just like the way it's dealt with is just is, is very bizarre. And I think that they're going to ditch that for the show based on kind of what, how I'm seeing the story going. I think that they're going to, I don't think that's the direction they're going to go. And uh, that's probably going to make some people mad too. All right. So we've rambled on for a little bit here. Uh, what about you? I mean, I know you talked about, you've been watching rebels. Uh, is there anything else you've been, been watching or eating or anything? Well, I'll tell you what I've been doing a lot of is I, so I recently got a new uh, gaming PC and Ooh. so I was able to finally uh, play a lot of video games uh, that I've been missing out on. And one of those being Marvel's Midnight Suns. Andrew, have you heard of Midnight Suns, the game? I have, yeah. So it is a very weird game that came and went, and it seems like nobody played this game or gave a single crap about it. So Yeah, it's one of those that honestly I remember when it was being discussed and I guess I was unaware it actually came out. Yeah, it came out a year ago and nobody played it and it makes me sad because that means this game's probably not going to get a sequel and I want it to get a sequel because it leaves on a cliffhanger. But Marvel's mm-hmm. Midnight Suns is actually a pretty well-made like AAA Marvel video game that just completely no one cared about. So it is about the team, the Midnight Suns, and also the Avengers because we want to put Iron Man in it. Right. Uh, coming together to fight a big magical threat in the Marvel Universe. It is a strategy game. I think that was the big turnoff for a lot of people was it's a strategy game. Uh. You see this really cool game, this cool concept, and you want to like play it real-time combat, but then it's like it's like XCOM. Mm-hmm. Like it's a strategy game but with Marvel characters. Okay. I really like strategy games, so it appealed to me. Right. And I've had a lot of fun with it. It's not a perfect game. It's 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 a little it was a little glitchy until I figured out that you have to turn off the 2K launcher for it cuz 2K the gaming company has their own launcher that they want you to use and everybody on the internet was like turn that off and just launch it through Steam and it'll run so much better. Uh, so I started doing that and it, it went a lot better, but it's a lot of fun. It has a lot of cool Marvel characters in it. I mean, the last game to attempt something like this was Marvel's Avengers, which mm-hmm. sucked, which is also, it's currently $3. Oh, Marvel's wow. Avengers is $3 because in two days, they're going to take it off of Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, everywhere. You won't be able to buy it anymore. They're delisting the game. Wow. So it's $3. So I actually went ahead and bought it because I was like, well, one day I might want to play this game. Right. Just to see what the story was all about. So I guess I'll spend three dollars and and buy Marvel's Avengers. But yeah, Marvel's Midnight Suns, I mean, it's it it's a game where you can have your own superhero team put together and fight bad guys. And it's it's cool. It's it's really fun to do that. It's also like basically it's a friendship simulator because you you make a custom character in it, which I thought was stupid at first, but I actually ended up really liking. You make a custom character, you make your own superhero basically. And then you, like, run around, like, in the hub world being friends with all the other superheroes. It's like a, it's literally like a Marvel friendship simulator in a way. <laughs> but it, it's actually a lot of fun and really cool. And all the characters are true to the characters. Oh, that's fun. So, 
that actually makes it enjoyable for me. Like, it is cool becoming best friends with Spider-Man in this game because he's very well written. All the characters are. There's Cap, Iron Man, Hulk's in it, Captain Marvel, a better version of Captain Marvel than her from the movies. And then a bunch of niche characters that don't get a lot of screen time, like Magic, uh, Colossus's sister, uh an x-men she's one of my favorite characters in the game and she's because of the game become one of my favorite character x-men currently i think magic's really awesome uh so there's there's cool stuff like that it's a fun game i highly recommend it the story falls apart in the last act where it stops making any lick of sense because i was actually really enjoying the story and it just fell apart so that was disappointing but I do highly recommend that you play it if you're interested at all in Marvel superheroes. I hope some people play it, and I hope it gets a sequel because I do want to continue the story that, like, it left it leaves on a cliffhanger. I'd also like to see this same for- format of a game, but with more characters. I'd yeah. like them to make a sequel, have all the same characters, and then add more characters mm-hmm. for me to put on my team. I want a Marvel Ultimate Al- Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. And they made a Marvel's Ultimate Alliance 3, but it's only on the Switch, and it's just not the same as, like, the the classic two Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. And this is the closest that I got to that right now. Yeah. But yeah, I've been playing Marvel so, Midnight Suns. So as fun. far, and you may have already done this and I missed it, but as far as, like, other strategy games, like, what would you compare it to as far as the like gameplay? A, like, XCOM. Okay. Or not like a... When I think strategy games, there's, like, there's a couple different types of strategy. Yeah, games. no, there, there definitely um, are. It's sort of like a okay, like a um, like a Final Fantasy. Okay. Like a JRPG, where like you have you have a turn, the bad guys have a turn, and on your turn you can move your action figures around and select the abilities that they do on their turn, and you get three abilities per turn and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so, so, so it is, it like is a, turn it is turn based. It is turn based. Yeah, it's turn based. Okay. Turn. It's a turn based RPG. Cool. And it's a weird system too because it's it's based off cards. Like each, it's not a card game though. But each superhero has a deck. They have a deck of cards. Okay, it's it's so weird to explain because it's a weird thing. But they have a deck, and then you draw from their deck. So you have three superheroes at a time in your team, and then you you draw there the three decks that you've put together for these superheroes get shuffled into one big deck, and then you draw from that deck, and that gives you the abilities that you can use. In combat. Okay. So it's, it's, I think it's over, it's, it's not complicated once you start doing it, but it's too weird for its own good. Like, it's unnecessary, I think. Like, what was the point of doing it that way? And I think that really hurt it. it I also it, remember the marketing was really bad for it, and it was not very clear what this game is. Yeah, no, 100%. Because I remember the marketing, like I said, I didn't realize it had actually come out, but I was completely unaware of what kind of game it was. I had no idea it yeah. was a strategy game. Yeah, I bet you didn't get from the marketing that like you can play as all these different characters and completely customize them and like make your own superhero team. It was not clear that that was what you could do in this game. The marketing was horrible. That's why I didn't play it for like a year actually, because I was like, I don't want to play that game. Yeah, but well, it sounds like something I, really, I need to check out. Yeah, no, I do recommend checking it out. And it, it it runs even though it's strategy, it does work well on controller. So like, I do recommend it for. A console. It doesn't have to be like a point-and-click thing on, on PC. Okay. Um, it's it's fun. Doctor Strange is in it, and 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 they make a lot of references to the comic books and stuff like that that I really enjoy. I like the world that it's built. Uh, it's because it's the Marvel world. I like that the characters are all very true to themselves, and it's 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 a lot of fun exploring that. And the combat 
might be a turnoff for a lot of people, but I, I enjoy it. I, cause there are some, like some challenging levels in it where you have to really think about the order you're going to do your abilities and stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's been fun. I've, I've really liked playing Marvel's midnight suns. Cool. It makes me wonder if you could do a, if they could make a superhero game that were a turn-based game, like Knights of the Old Republic, but with superheroes. You know what? This is sort of like Knights of the Old Republic. But you're using a card deck instead of a D20 system? Yes. Yeah, okay. literally, yeah, that. Okay. Except, but it's not a it's not an RPG where you get to run around. The combat is ah. sort of like, it's sort of like uh, Knights of the Old Republic. You get to run around in the hub world. Like, okay. you have, like, you have the base. Right. And you run around the base. But then when you go into a mission, you're in a mission now. Okay. And, like... It, then it then the combat sort of is like Knights of the Republic, but yeah, no, I'd love a Marvel or DC RPG, something like that. I mean, there's there's DC Online, but it's a it's an MMO and it's not polished, and it's fun to play for a little bit, make your own superhero, and then fly around in an open world. But I want a AAA like action RPG. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You know, there's 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 several MMOs out there that it's just. There's a Lord of the Rings MMO. There's a what was the other one I was looking at the other there's day? Star Wars, there's Star Wars. There's a DC. yeah. There's a Star Wars, and, and they're just they're just not that polished of games. No, they have a lot of content in them. Oh, and, there was a star. There was a Stargate one at one point in time. It was a Stargate RPG. MM, I mean MMO. Yeah, it was very short lived, and it was. What would that be? <laughs> you just go explore a planet. Interesting. That reminds me. I need to play Starfield, but I think my even though I got a new computer, I still think my computer might explode if I tried to play Starfield on it. Yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, Skyrim, looks, but in space. I can it does. I heard a lot of people say it's uh, it's very much a Firefly RPG. <laughs> That's awesome. You need to play. You really need to play the Outer Worlds because I loaded Outer it. Worlds, I need to play it. I've got it installed. It is clearly, and you'll see it, clearly Obsidian wanted to make a Firefly game, and they didn't get the rights to it. So instead, they just made their own Firefly. Nice. Their own Firefly. The first companion you get is literally Kaylee. It's, okay. She's a, she's a southern girl who likes to work on machines, and she just <laughs> loves ships. It's It's unapologetically a firefly game you're you can you can become a smuggler it's amazing yeah you got to play outer worlds and then yeah starfield looks like that same thing where it's like you could you could do all those things i mean i want to customize my own ship it has a ship builder right it's a good looking ship builder i want to make my own ship i want to make the pegasus honestly that's the thing that's most exciting about it to me is that i feel like i could get into that game and do nothing but play with building ship yeah yeah, because that's, I, that's, that's the, because that's the kind of gamer I am. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, but you're playing the, this one game where you can do all these things, but all you're doing is fishing. Yeah, yeah. the fishing <laughs> mechanics are that's how like playing Red Dead Redemption Two. I spent so much time hunting. Right, I just turned it into a hunting simulator. Yeah, Bethesda sucks, but they did make Skyrim, <laughs> so right, I, they they have it in them to make fantastic games. I think that they make fantastic worlds and they have great ideas. I think that as a game developer they have a lot of issues though like they, yeah. they made skyrim but they also made fallout 76 right they're horrible at making rpgs they like fallout 4 like just make it an action game like but starfield looks like it, it's it's they've calmed down on 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 the faults that they had with games like fallout 4 and fallout 76 and they're actually 
trying to make a decent RPG, which is nice. I hate Todd Howard. He's my favorite person on the planet, but I hate him. I love him as a meme. He did. He, he was doing like an interview, and somebody sent in a fan question. He's like, why didn't you optimize Starfield for a PC? And he was like, eh, you just need to upgrade your PC. Right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of cringy to ask that question on, like, this, like, live stream. But also, like, that's your answer. But then again, <laughs> right. what are you supposed to say to that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, the game looks fun. Uh, I like. I hadn't, I've seen a little bit from it. Uh, I did like that they did uh, their space shanties. So yeah. like you can they and actually I think got the guy that did the Wellerman to write the space shanties. That's so cool. That's so right. cool. I I sing the Wellerman every time we play D and D and we get on a boat for whatever reason. It's my it favorite does. thing to do. They it's should like, really go back and add the Wellerman like as a DLC for Black Flag. That'd be so. I'm sure there's a mod. I'm sure there's gotta be a mod. Speaking, of, they're they're probably definitely gonna make a Black Flag remaster. I so hope so. I exciting. really hope so. I think it was like it was suddenly delisted from stores. Yeah, like I saw that a couple of days ago or something like that. So it's like hopefully, and there's been a couple other signs pointing towards a remaster of Black Flag. Maybe they'll add Wellerman. Nice. Yeah, I guess we can move on to our uh, main topic of this. Uh, of this podcast now that we've just rambled on about cool nerd stuff for probably 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, and it, it, before yeah. we move on, it is worth mentioning mm-hmm. that we are a week from today. We'll be watching episode one of Loki season two. Hooray. Yeah. Yay. That is really exciting. I'm, I, I really, really hope this is a good show. I hope it's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've been playing this game, this mobile game called Marvel Snap, which I which actually is a card game. I highly recommend it. It's addicting. It's a lot of fun. It digs into. It's literally it's a Mar- it's a Marvel card game. It's mobile. It's free to play, but they've been doing big Loki promotion through it. So it's all I've seen and thought mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. is Loki. But yeah, no, Marvel Snap's great. But Loki season two, it looks so good. I'm so excited for more Mobius. Sparked my love again of oh yeah. This year at Comic-Con, I totally got to do my Loki cosplay. My, or no, my TVA agent cosplay. Yeah. Again, just because that was so much fun to do. It was so simple. Like, I just got to wear a suit with this, like, TVA jacket. And I had a little button that said Loki for president. Yeah. Uh, Ho- yeah hopefully speaking, they'll, hopefully they'll add some more Marvel folk for New yeah. Orleans. Oh, that's looking exciting. We're, we're looks like we're getting a Daredevil lineup, so. Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, that's big. Holy crap. I saw Vincent D'Onofrio first, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. But then Charlie Cox, like, okay, so um, I'm going to pull out my Daredevil cosplay, and and Maddie's like, oh, we're going to make it better this year. We can do better. Um, I was like, <laughs> I like great. my Daredevil cosplay. She goes, yeah, but we can do better. <laughs> we um, can do better. <laughs> so I'm going to meet Daredevil, which is super exciting. I, w- I will be purchasing tickets. Also, Danny Trejo is going to be there. Yeah, I saw that. Which is awesome. And Maddie is like, oh, my God. I've got to get him to sign something Muppets related, That's which I think funny. is hilarious that like Dan- legendary actor, Danny Trejo, what are you going to get? Everyone there's going to be getting like, you know, machete, machete and stuff yeah. like that. And Maddie's going to be like, uh, can you sign this uh, picture of you cameoing in the Muppets most wanted? <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I'd get a spy kids thing. signed. So by. the thing yes. I've been trying 100%. to decide with my, cause I've got this captain America shield. And at first I just wanted to get, 
I thought about getting the people that have carried the shield in Marvel to sign it, but I've started thinking about it. And I'm like, maybe it's just the perfect vehicle to just get anybody that's been in Marvel to yeah. sign. So I might have I to think get that'd a, be really cool. I might have to get a, a Daredevil signature on mm. my. I'm really hoping. I really want Anthony Mackie to come back. I really want Anthony Mackie to sign it. If Anthony yeah. Mackie signs it, that might just be it. If Anthony Mackie signs it, I'll just put it aside. Yeah. Maybe go get another one for uh... <laughs> Anthony Mackie and Chris Evans. Well, yeah, I mean, if yeah, if right. if Anthony Mackie, so the three people that I really want to sign it, maybe four. The fourth one will never in a million years happen, but would be Chris Evans, uh, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, and the fourth one would be Scarlett Johansson because why, she's why car- Scarlett? because Scarlett Johansson has wielded the shield in several movies. Oh, you mean anyone literally not as anyone who's been Captain America, but just wielded the shield. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Plus she was in the Civil War, you know, Captain America Civil War yeah. movie was a big part of that one. I'm like, that would be a really cool group of four she, to have she is and she is pretty pretty closely tied to Steve. Yeah, no, I could that makes sense. I like that. Uh, like the Captain America crew. How about, you know what, anybody who was on his side in Civil War. Hey, there we yeah. go. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, no, that's a good point. That's cool. I mean, she is very close. Oh, Haley Atwell. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that one might be possible. Uh, even though she was Captain Britain. But still, she's closely tied to Steve, and I mm-hmm. think that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's certain people, like like if Anthony Mackie signed it, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, I don't know if I want anybody else to sign it. Maybe I'll get another one mm-hmm. if someone else yeah. was going to be able to sign it. Depends like, on what you can get to first. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. Because I keep thinking, oh, Anthony Mackey's from New Orleans. Surely he'll come back, but he didn't come back last year. So I, I'm hoping he'll be there this year. Yeah, that be that would be awesome. What's another thing? Like maybe the um, maybe you should you should save the shield for Anthony Mackey and any other Captain America related people, and then get an Infinity Gauntlet, and then Ooh. that's when he can get his all Marvel people to sign. Yeah, yeah. that would that would be cool. I wonder if uh, I wonder if Props Customs makes an Infinity Gauntlet. I don't know. Maybe I have to find out. You got to get a Molnir. Yes. Got two people who can. Oh no! You, no, you can get you can get Chris to sign the shield and and the hammer. hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about potentially. Oh, I'm so freaking excited. I really hope Charlie Cox does not drop out because I. That's always that the fear the, these days. Actors drop out of these things a lot more than they used to, but I hope we're getting towards the end of that. Yeah. Now I got to figure out what I want Charlie Cox to sign, though, because yeah, I think it's kind of lame just to get a picture signed. Mm. No offense if that's what you do, mm-hmm. that's great, but like just a headshot of him, like yeah, right. Maybe you're gonna like, have maybe to. I'll... You're gonna have to buy you a nice bronze statue of the Scales of Justice. <laughs> Ooh, that's fun. That's funny. I was thinking I'll just get, I was thinking I'll get like a, uh, they make really cool mask replicas of uh-huh. his Daredevil mask. Mm, yeah. yeah. That might actually be, be good. Yeah, that, that would be, be cool. that would be pretty awesome. Uh, the scales of Justice, that, that's actually pretty cool. Or maybe like a plaque that says uh, Nelson and Murdoch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lawyers at law. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Or maybe I'll just get, maybe I'll get a picture with him, get him to sign the picture. I, I don't know. What other Daredevil? No. That's the thing is I can't of, really think of a Daredevil prop that would be No, because like, like cool he uses the, the Billy Club in like half of season two. So I'm, I i do not need him to sign that. Right. Uh, to sign a Billy Club or whatever. Maybe maybe I'll get like the helmet 
Uh, maybe I'll get a replica of the helmet and get him to sign that. I think that'd be pretty cool. That would um, probably be the coolest display item. Or maybe just a poster of Daredevil. Because there's that really cool poster of like just the red devil like silhouette thing. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a Daredevil comic book. That'd be cool if I could get... Because uh, when I was meeting Kevin Smith, I was going to get him to sign his Daredevil number one. Okay. So it'd be right. cool if I, I get Charlie Cox to sign it. And then I get Kevin Smith to sign it when hopefully he eventually comes back around. Yeah, that's right. He backed out last year, didn't he? Yeah, it was a shame. Well, maybe he'll come back this year. Yeah, so it was out. just the the three main actors of Clerks on stage. Like, uh, really wish Kevin was here. He's the guy <laughs> who like does this shit. Like, <laughs> right. they were, it was clear. Like, I loved them. They were great, but it was clear they were like. We were kind of coming because Kevin asked us to. <laughs> and now he's not here, so uh, I guess we're just going to drink some beers. That's funny. It was the best freaking panel. They literally showed up, like, they literally, like, walked on stage in just this, like, gas station bag. And then they all sat down, and then one of them just pulled out beers, tossed them to the other. The <laughs> one guy, the freaking, the main guy, uh main main character he he downed like four beers within the 45 minute panel (laughs) yeah it was it was it was awesome hey guys thanks for tuning into this episode of the science fictionary podcast i just wanted to let you know this episode got really really long once we got into the second part and so we've divided this episode into two episodes so keep an eye out for that second episode coming later this week where we choose our top five desert island television series so uh yeah so we cut it short so that you didn't have a an hour and 40 minute episode to try to listen to it once but that's going to do it for this episode of the science fictionary podcast as always you can find us at the science fictionary on twitter you can drop us a line at the science fictionary at gmail.com please check out our other podcast coruscant radio underground or head over to YouTube and check out the Science Fictionary where you will find content from Coruscant Radio Underground and the Science Fictionary. Until next time, guys, may the Force be with you.